Welcome to another episode of Life's 3x5's podcast. Liz and Tim have created the ideal conversation formula for them. Everything begins with what's on a 3x5 index card. It can be anything and it can go anywhere in 30 minutes or so. If allowed, they can somehow magically become connected by a single word. And now, today's unscripted and unpredictable conversation between two longtime radio friends from a remote location with Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. I can't help it. And I just just throw them in this bag. Gosh, and it's all for the podcast? Oh, yeah. Well, shoot, I don't ever think that. I think, oh, I gotta tell this. (laughs) <laughs> I've got a separate whiz bag. Well, not a whiz bag. Oh, my God. How damn old am I? Let me tell you about my catheter. <laughs> wow. I have a whiz bag. Jesus. There is no recovering from that. Good God. That makes me hot. It just makes me sweat. It really does. Glad we have wine. Oh, that was too good. I'm crying now. Oh, that was too good. All right. Woo. So you want to start? All right, you ready? (laughs) Well, Liz, we are finally settled in. It took us a little bit longer today than normal because it's just one of those silly, goofy days, isn't it? It It is. We don't know why. We say the dumbest things, and it just gets us giggling. God. Yeah, can I tell him what you said? Well, I am crying laughing it's, here. It's not going to make sense to him, is well, it? Well, yeah, it might. Okay, you're going to have to explain okay. a little bit, Lucy. Yes. <laughs> do some explaining, Lucy. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. And first of all, welcome to another podcast episode of Life's 3x5s. I'm Liz Wilder. And I'm Tim Larson, sitting over here as the non-musical person in the room. And we are at the RSO office whatever which i found out was nyrus um the old nyrus office but that's another mm-hmm, story mm-hmm. i digress first of all i gotta tell you why we were laughing so hard and why i was crying in the very beginning <laughs> because as you know we're writing a book together we call it the whiz that's that's the that's working the nickname. yeah that's, that's the a working, nickname yeah. working title because it's behind the curtain <laughs> And of course, the Wizard of Oz is behind the curtain. Behind so the we, stuff. yeah, well, it's all just, behind the scenes. Well, I have a dumbass partner over here who just happens <laughs> to say stuff, and and he will be joining <laughs> us shortly. <laughs> and he's Jeez. telling me that he goes, "Look at all this stuff I have." Of course, I have a whiz bag too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and boy, do I have a catheter story for you. No, the reason the it reason I know it did. It was funny. Oh and and God. and the reason is, you know, we've got scraps of paper for this <laughs> podcast and we and we think of things throughout the week and we just sort of throw it in a bag. Well, it's at a block bag. Does. Yeah. Well, you no, know, you do too. You've <laughs> got, got a notes. book. Yeah. And she says, Is this all for the podcast? And I said, Yeah, I've got a separate whiz bag. <laughs> and of course, that's all it took. So you know, if we talk about this anymore, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom because we have Moscato. I haven't even started drinking it. No. Oh, my hey, Lord. Hey, and since we have Moscato, I do have a oh, toast. Oh, you do a toast, yes. Okay, I do. so let me, get, let me get it. I find these toasts, and I toss them in my toast bag, which is not, <laughs> as, is not near as funny as the whiz bag. I know, I know. And then as we, get, as we get to a location, I sort of thumb through them and figure out, well, does one of them fit? Uh-huh. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. Yeah. This one I am really happy fits with where we are. Awesome. 
And we, uh, first of all, Julie Thomas, who is the executive director of the Rockford Symphony Orchestra, invited us to be here. They have you, they have three studios that somebody somewhere along the line, you know, when you when you tug on somebody's heartstrings, they will come up with the funds. They ended up putting together the money to build these studios. So theoretically, if you've got a member of the symphony orchestra that wants to record either them or two or three people. Or practice. Or practice, yeah. And then listen back to yourself or do an audition tape or whatever. They've got these studios available. I have to tell you, now these studios were here before. They've just been reconfigured Mm. because this is the place of NIRIS, the Northern Illinois Radio Information Service, Reading for the Blind. That's what I thought it was. And I did that every Thursday for a number of years. What did you read? The newspaper, magazines, whatever and anything. You know, when Rockford Register Star was a big paper, we read everything. We read the entire paper because people don't, you know, with blind, you can't see it but you can hear it so we did that they have a special um cindy lynn ostergaard was the gal in charge i know i worked with yeah yeah and they had a for lack of a better word a repeater or something or other that had the frequency for nyrus it was programmed monday through friday it was and saturday and sundays and wasn't it associated with WNIU and WNIJ in DeKalb? Yes. Okay, so that's your national public radio affiliate in the area Uh, yes but i but somehow it was this program was all Nyrus. I mean, like I said, everything was programmed. You you could come in and read, like I read a book, and I just come into one of these studios. You read it and all just read in it w- and recorded. No, I could do chapters at a time. Okay, okay. I could do chapters at a time and then stop because I knew where I was. Mm-hmm. I'd pick up that reel to reel. It was a reel to reel, which we are very familiar with. You know, you put it back right where it was. Start yeah. it again. Pick up where you were. Yeah. And then when they needed fill time or they had a story time or I forgot how Cindy did it, but they would pull out a book that needed to be read or that was already read by someone wow. and play it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. So these these studios were already here. They were just reconfigured now when the RSO bought it. Yeah, nice. And it's nice. And I got to tell you, it brings back a lot of memories for me because I spent a lot of time in college in a room very similar to this practicing, practice rooms. Well, I also noticed that as soon as Julie and Liz and I walked in the room, (laughs) there it was a magnet. Mm -hmm. There was no stopping Liz. She went right in behind the piano. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it and started playing the piano and just doing sort of like what I call a diddly. You know, yeah, you're just, just sort of, yeah, just you're just messing around. Scales for those of us that are musically inclined, scales and arpeggios and stuff like that. And then for somebody that has zero music inclination <laughs> at all, I mean, I can blow a. Oh, uh, be careful. Be careful. I can, <laughs> I, can, I can blow a referee's whistle at best, and a kazoo. And see, I've got video. Yeah, I got that, a kazoo for him for his birthday. That's I've got, why. I've, I've got video that. confirmation that I suck at blowing a <laughs> well, kazoo. Because you got to figure out the right side of the kazoo. That's it. I had the other end in, and oh, it was just, it was a train wreck. Oh my God. Oh but my anyway, goodness. she taught me how to play a little piece on the piano before we sat down and hooked up all of our equipment. So that's so nice. I'll have to just kind of, we'll have to, we'll have to figure out how we can get that on our website. Uh, we could. We oh, could. We could video and put it on our website. It was anyway. just, it's just one of those fun little things that you play. Yeah. You know. I've got a toast here, though. Oh, yeah. Let's do our toast. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Here's to the energy of art, mm-hmm. always being the absence of limitations. Ooh. 
that's a good one. And I have no idea where I stole that from, but it is so fitting today because inside this facility, which used to be the old Sears building, which, oh, I didn't know that. yeah, I've got stories on that because I'm the Rockford native. That's the first time I ever saw an escalator. Really? Was in this building, at the Sears building. And, you know, back then they had Granimals. Do you remember Granimals oh, yeah. at all? Uh, yeah. Because my, my little sisters and used to have them. Yeah. And it helped mothers because, boy, they could match up the giraffes uh-huh. and the bears uh-huh. and send you off to school and you'd be in good shape. And then we, we recently started connecting with some other people that moved away that Judy Albright and her husband, Charlie, lived up here forever in fact, she was my first girlfriend in kindergarten, Kelly. Aww. And and then they and then they moved away because Charlie got some kind of a job transfer and he was the window designer for the Sears building. Oh, wow. So you know when you're talking about uh Marshall Fields and Macy's in Chicago. I loved, I loved doing that. In fact, that was one of my first dates with my husband was going to see the windows in Chicago. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So Charlie's job, his sole job was to design, build and put together the window dressings for this Sears store. Whoa. Yeah. And they always had, if I'm not mistaken, they always had roasted peanuts for sale in the lobby. So when you would walk in, you would get that huge aroma of peanuts when you're going in to pick out your granimals, for crying out loud. Oh, how funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how funny. So anyway, that's sort of the Sears thing. But in this building now is the Rockford Dance Company and the Discovery Center and the Rockford Art Museum, and yep. the Rockford Symphony Orchestra office, and also the Burpee Museum of Natural History. Natural History. Yeah. And boy, the stories with that. Well, I got to tell you, when we walked in, of course, we went straight ahead, and, and I was a little discombobulated. I hadn't, hadn't been in this building in quite a number of years, but I would just go right up the stairs. But we went straight ahead, and then had come back to the elevator, and I'm like, I am really turned around. I don't know where the heck I am. <laughs> but then once we figured out, once I figured out that this was the old Nyrus area, I knew where I was. And so I had to go to the restroom before we did this. And I went in, and I'm like, oh, that's right. It's right next to the dance studio, the Rockford oh, Dance Studio. Were there course, people in there? Yep, and oh. they're dancing. I'm like, oh, I want to be right in there doing nice. their little tap dance with them, too. My feet are just uh, tapping away <laughs> as I'm in the bathroom, and I can hear their music. And I remember being here <laughs> reading and listening to the girls and watching the girls dance. And then, of course, they had the little kids, too. Yeah. And you're lining them up, and you know their moms are in the viewing room, and it's just Fun. As, this, is, this all brings up so much memories for as, me. As, as frustrating as piano lessons or oh. dance lessons or or uh, you know little league baseball, you know, as frustrating as it is for parents and sometimes for the kids, I have seen over and over and over again that kid is using right now as a teenager what they learned in dance class. Mm-hmm. Of course, they were clumsy and you know uh, you know they were like chasing trying to herd cats. But yet, later on, there it has such an impact. And I don't know, it's it's sort of cool if you can get somebody to do it. Okay, and so, which brings me to a 3 by 5 card, which we've probably already answered anyway. But this one comes from Dan, and he says, Are you musically inclined? Do you play an instrument or have a talent? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, hello. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that I would... can answer that one easy. Yes, yeah. yes, and yes. So my answer to am I musically inclined? Yes. Yes. I, I can take any instrument. I can literally pick up any instrument and put it at an incline. That, <laughs> that, that I know I can do. Musically.
actually inclined. Yeah, that's all I could. All right, except for a piano. That's yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Okay, very good. Very good, very good, very good. Hey, I've got some notes on the burpee. Uh, do you know that they have Jane, which is the most complete juvenile dinosaur in the world. That I did know, and I had the chance to see her at an event, and it was many, many, many years ago. I don't think I've really been back here seriously in probably seven years, at least. Well, that's what's going to be cool about this podcast. It will take us places that either we love and we want to repeatedly go to, or we haven't been to at all, or Mm -hmm. just... You know, we want to be able to go back and go, hey, what? how are they different than what they were maybe seven or eight years ago? Mm-hmm. They also brought in a fundraising deal at Burpee that was called Rick's Picks. And, you know, Rick Nielsen of Cheap Trick from Rockford, yep. he is the biggest pack rat that you could <laughs> ever imagine. And, of course, you know, he jokes that you're not a hoarder, you're a collector. I'm using that line. You hear that, Brian? Yeah. yeah. So he has all this stuff. Mm. A lot of it was flat. You know, like backstage passes, um, the the original scripts that they were writing for lyrics and stuff like that. So a lot of it was flat. Music lists. Yes, yes. uh, Album covers. Yeah, Uh, flat T-shirts, concert T-shirts. So they did this as a fundraiser years ago, 2012. And the people that put it together took this pile of stuff from Rick and made it so you could maneuver through the museum was just unbelievably fantastic done. And they called it Rick's Picks. So, you know, he's a he's a guitar, guitar pick player, person. Right? He's got a lot of picks, a lot of guitars and everything were those, else. Were those on display too? Oh, yeah. Everything. <sighs> and they had so many things in multiple drawers. And rumor has it, this is strictly rumor. Okay, okay. They may reinstall that display as part of a museum when they build the Hard Rock Casino. Oh, I yeah. love that. So, obviously, it's a revenue stream for them. You know, they're going to charge admission. But for those people that didn't see it, there's your chance again. Do you remember when American Pickers did a show here? I did not know that they did a show here. Well, they went out to his, um, what do you want to call it, Uh, storage? Storage sheds. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, at the airport. At the airport? Well, no, Rick oh, does. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. Rick does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rick so does. it's, yes, you know, yes, high yes, security yes. and all that stuff. I gotcha. Yeah. And he rolls out these concert cases, and you're familiar with those. I am. And he goes, this <laughs> totally is from well. Live at the Budokan, and this <gasps> is and this is the mixer board that we used when we toured with Aerosmith or whatever. <gasps> and he gave them a couple of things to sell on consignment. Oh, I love um, it. But either way, the show was fantastic. You could relate to it. You know, the Burpee also has uh, scout outings, so you can earn merit badges. They have a paleo lab. So any of would-be paleontologists, they have a yearly exhibition, for lack of a better term, that they call the Highway to Hell, and (gasps) they take it out to Montana. And they they dig, and they bring stuff back, and they restore these fossils. Is that where they found Jane? I believe so. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. That would be so cool. And would you ever want to do that? I would. I would like to do a lot of that stuff for just just, chan- for, the just, just for the fun of doing it one. The, let me tell you this. Okay. Well, it's amazing how we flip from one topic to the other without even meaning to. I know it. <laughs> yes. I know it. I know it. <clears throat> There's a, a, a longtime supplier of mine who did an unbelievable job with lapel pins and, and patches and things of that sort for my customers. And his name is Phil Stillerman. And Phil Stillerman is the most unassuming guy to look at him. But once he opens up his mouth, 
you know that he is ready for anything. Really? His wife surprises him with some kind of an adventure just for the day for his birthday. Oh, now that's cool. Yeah. And he is more than willing to do whatever it is. So let's say it's race car driving at the Indianapolis 500 track, hot air ballooning, going to the gigantic microscope in Utah. Um, oh my God, he has done fun. he's done skydiving. Yes, I mean, check. Literally everything that is just wackadoodle adventurous. He has flown a plane and he was one of the guys that that turned me on to this archaeologist paleontologist thing because when he was in Vegas, somebody out there does the same thing and all of a sudden I see pictures of Phil digging in the dirt in Montana. Oh my God, how cool is that? Yeah. And he still does it. And, of course, he's always looking for ideas, and he will travel anywhere. They went gator hunting in uh, the Everglades, as I remember. And I'm not talking—I'm talking about Steve Irwin. I'm not talking about let's take a little boat and, oh, there's the alligator way oh over there. Oh, my God. They no. were close up Yes, with yes. He swam with sharks and— Oh. No, I don't think I could do that. I, you're in a cage and you drop down the water, swim with sharks. I don't think no, so. No, I swam with sharks without you a cage. Did? Without a cage. Seriously? I did. And we, we went to Catalina Island off the coast of San Diego. We stayed at the Coronado Theater. Oh, or, I'm sorry. Del Cor- Coronado? Yes. Del Coronado Hotel. Hotel. I want to do that. That's which, on our bucket list. Which they say... Is haunted. And I can attest to you that... Really? Oh. oh this is so exciting. It is. Creepy beyond creepy. Oh, I love it. When you're on vacation and you don't care when you get up the next day and you don't have the alarm set and the alarm goes off at three in the morning and you turn the alarm off. And it goes off again. And it goes off 10 minutes later. I swear to God, God strike me if I'm lying. And you unplug it. Now, this is three in the morning. You're discombobulated and all that, you know, this is right, three of right, us. Right, right, And it goes off again. Unplugged? Unplugged. So I took it out on the patio. (laughs) (laughs) I I had to because I had to get some sleep. Uh And, of course, everybody else is going, what the hell are you doing? You know, you're ramping around and you're opening the sliding door. It's because this thing kept going off. Oh my golly! That's the way I heard it. So you know, I got a I got a haunted story for you too. Of course, you know the you know Illinois's got a lot of little haunted places, mm-hmm. right? My husband and I drove through the Blue Ridge Mountain Trail. Oh, beautiful! Okay, it's gorgeous. We beautiful. just we took our car. We know we didn't have any alarm clocks, didn't have any watches. Mm-hmm. We just took our time. We just ha- didn't have to really be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Destination was. Um, South Carolina. You think it was Charleston? Charleston, Charleston. Well, how could I forget Charleston? Yeah. It's because I'm thinking about this ghost story. And I know that, and I was not on your honeymoon. Yeah, right? Yeah, look at that. Okay, so it was the Balsam (laughs) Mountain Inn, which is where, (laughs) thanks a lot, which is where this haunted house was. Mm. Um, My cousin met us there because she lived right there in the North Carolina, South Carolina area. It's wood, it's floors, it's beautiful. The You go up the stairs to the second floor, and it's all kind of open. It's a big wooden stair stairway, and then the hallway is all wooden, and all the doors are on the right-hand side, so all on the outside of the, the wall, outside of the building. So you look out the window, and you're going to see outside no matter where you are. Oh, gotcha. There are no inside rooms. It's all outside gotcha. rooms. Yeah. So we were in a room, and then, of course, there are stairs. There's a stair that goes up to the third floor, which 
it was like a uh, dance hall, you know, big dance ballroom type ballroom, thing, but they yeah. used it as storage. Okay. So nothing, nobody goes up there. We're two, three doors away from this step going down. And I wake up in the morning because I hear something. I don't know what it is, but I heard something. In the big and room? I heard something in my bedroom. Okay. okay. And my cousin is in the next door, and my husband's already downstairs, so it's just me in the bedroom. Oh. And I'm like, ah, oh, ah, oh, Christy, Christy, wake up. Did you hear anything? She's like, no, Liz, I didn't. Okay, fine. So <laughs> next thing I know, I'm back in bed, and I'm sleeping, you know, whatever, because I'm sleeping late. I can. And I have this weird-ass dream about this guy coming down, and I all I do is see his boots. I see the boots, and I see everything that's exactly like it is in the Balsam Mountain Inn, and somebody is yelling, Laramie, Laramie. Laramie. Uh, Laramie. I never heard of that word before in my life, a name or anything. Okay. I'm telling this to Brian. I'm like, this is freaky. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he's like, oh, it's nothing, no big deal. I come back in, we take a shower, and I can't find the towel. I put the towels in the back, <laughs> you know, in the room, and they're gone. And I'm like, oh, crap. So then I come back to go get a towel. I go downstairs to get a towel. Nobody's been in my room. Nobody's in my room because I'm bringing my husband back up with me. So what ghost has a towel fetish? I have no idea. Come Same on. Same one that has the alarm clock fetish. Well, I think, <laughs> you know? yeah. But it was weird. And then, wouldn't you know, as wow. we're driving down to Myrtle Beach and we're driving to Charleston, we go down to Asheville, I'm seeing... Laramie Street, Laramie Avenue, whatever, all over the place. Never, oh ever saw it before. Oh it, was so, it was so creepy weird. I mean, I get my. chills just thinking about it. It was just weird. Wow. It was weird, 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 weird. Hey, do you remember that uh, painting of mine that I sent you a picture of that may come up on this yes. podcast? Okay, I bring it up because we have the Rockford Art Museum here. Do you consciously, when you go through a gallery or an art museum, you consciously ask certain things of that particular piece like what do you look what I, do you mean to me yeah are you spark, sparking joy no yeah well no, i don't do any for of that. me i want to know what they're trying to convey what are they oh. trying to say to me one way or the other and it may just be the duplication of a bouquet of flowers i don't know <laughs> but it may be something a lot deeper than that too i also wonder how did you build that how in the crap did you take all this material whatever it is and build that. And it may be a painting, but it looks so weird and so 3D and so on top of each other. And then I want to know, how long did it take you to do it? Those are my big questions, no matter what I see. Really? Yes. There's a theory that if you line up 10 artists, uh-huh. and some do pottery, and some do paintings, and some do drawings, and whatever, and you give them exactly the same topic, and then they go off and they do their thing you will get drastically different things back. because well, they, everybody's different. Yeah, they interpret it so different, and that's the magic of art. That is what's so stinking cool. Wow. Now, see, yeah. I don't even think that. I just look at it and go, oh, that's interesting. Do I like it or not? Uh, okay. The reason I, was, I sent you that painting that I did, which is about three foot by four foot canvas. No, I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, yeah. It's hanging wow. down in our basement. And... I ended up running across a father and son team, I guess, that they were selling their works and they would do it on the spot at On the Waterfront Festival. Oh, fun. And they were using pie pans that had handles on them and spray cans. So they would have maybe a 14 by 17 sheet of paper 
and they would go 90 miles a minute. I mean, those pans and those spray cans were flying. And then they'd hang it up on this string and let it dry a little bit. And believe it or not, they sold it for 20 bucks a piece. And they were rattling those things off. So I took that idea of covering up and then covering up and then spraying again and then covering up. And for two years, I saved lids, lids from anything. It could be from your medicine. It could be from the soft drink at the drive-thru. It could be a Tupperware lid. anything. It could be cottage cheese. It could be oh any, any kind of lid. But I was looking for a variety of sizes and heights. And so I ended up, I'll put this on the website, I ended up saving them for two years until I sort of had a a good enough collection, and I ended up doing this painting out in my yard. The neighbors thought I was nuts. For more reasons than yeah, that, okay. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's just right. Yeah, that's okay. That's just one reason. It's like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> and I would lay these lids, and then I would spray, and then I would take a bigger lid, and then I would spray, and a bigger lid, and then I would spray. Did you copy their? copy their technique a little kind bit of? only i was on a much smaller scale okay. and where they would pull all the stuff away and they would go oh that's the moon or oh. that's a ship or that's dolphins or whatever mine was i used yardsticks and it was m- to show motion yeah. so here's all these balls that had multiple colors in them going down these I don't know, yardsticks and string and stuff like that. It was like a game that we had. You put the marble down, it goes to the right, slanted to the right, and then slanted to the left and slanted to the right and slanted to the left. That's kind of what the picture looked like. Yes. And man, was that fun to do. Was it really? It was so much fun. I bought maybe 14 different colors of spray paint at the hardware store. And, you know, it was one. Did you use it all up? Um, Pretty much. Really? Yeah. And then at the end, I ended up taking rubber gloves. And spraying white, I sprayed the whole thing black after I was done. And then I sprayed uh, white into my rubber gloves and then flicked it at the thing so they look like starburst type things. I wondered what that was. Yeah, and you'll see that. You'll see that on the thing. But it's it's one of those things where, it, it you know, obviously I took a long time to collect these things. It's incredibly relaxing. Is that something you would do again? It would have to be... It would have to be really different, but how about I would square lids instead of round lids. Well, well I wonder how often do you get a square lid? I know, right? Well, so that's that would the be, problem. Well, yeah, but that would be the finding it, mm. collecting it, square. Hmm. You know, now you're gonna watch. You watch now. You're gonna see square lids everywhere, right? Because, because you I put it in your brain. You put it in the universe. That's exactly it. Yep. But would you consider doing that again? I would. Squares? I absolutely would. Oh my gosh! I would. Really? So if you, so I'll see you in two years, <laughs> and you collect all these square oh, lids. You want me to collect them? Yeah, because yeah. now you're going to see them too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but my husband's like, uh, "You're hoarding lids." No, 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 honey, no. I'm collecting no. them for Tim. It's, it's I'm a, collecting them for Tim. It's a project. <laughs> it is a project. It's not a bunch of garbage in the garage, <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> Watch out, it might end up in the trash. That's right, that's right. But that's, you know, it's relaxing is Is what it it is. It is. It's incredibly relaxing. And the dog was there and the dog was sort of side-eyeing me and (laughs) going, oh my God. Don't paint me. Here he goes again. Yeah. And I did a video of it and did fast forward on the video. So I'm spraying like a maniac. (laughs) 
just for fun, you know, just to see how it would look. And I was, you know, shorts, t-shirt, and bare feet. So of course, I had paint on my feet uh-huh. and stuff. It, it was it was really sort and of. And how fun. long did that last? The paint on the feet. A uh, long time. Yeah. I was long. Say how long it takes? Long, to long time. Get those off. A- about about the same amount of time as it took for the nail polish to wear off. Okay. Yeah. Now you have to tell the story yeah. of the nail polish. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. There was a time. It was a little bit more potent than Moscato, and we were at a promotional conference in Las Vegas, and there was maybe five of us, I think. One of our suppliers gave away temporary tattoos. Oh, those are fun. Yeah. So you can pick up these- and Cracker Jack boxes. Yes, yes, exactly. You can pick up these samples and theoretically go back and show your clients, and then they would buy it because you're showing them the samples. Right, right. Well- in this case, the sample never got back to Rockford because, again, <laughs> a little liquored up in Vegas. What I, happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, Tim. So just give us except, the brief details. Except this story. And I decided to just get a little glass of water because you need to sort of dampen them a little bit. Right. And I put these. I can't believe I'm admitting this. I, I put these. I I put these temporary t- tattoo characters, you know, uh-huh. there could be Mickey Mouse or Speedy Gonzalez or whatever, <laughs> okay. on the bottom of my toes. What? Yes. So as you look at the bottom of my feet, and I put them on my heel and the palm of my foot too, you have this crowd of cartoon <laughs> characters. Yeah, you find this cartoon characters. And I don't have any pictures to prove it, thank God. It was really weird. Did and I mention I have a dumbass partner? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Hey, now if you don't think, oh, and I, think I that's funny. all right, here's the here's the I Vegas think that's funny. Here's the Vegas bet in me. I will bet you. <laughs> I will bet you that within three episodes you will come up with just as dumb a story. Oh, probably. Yes, I will give you probably. I will give you three episodes. Oh god. That's it. And it will surface and it will manifest. <laughs> yes. And then it will okay, be so, out there for everybody. So any of my friends listening, do not say anything, mm. okay? You can't you can't do that. It's just it's going to come out. Oh, I know. I've done some really stupid stuff too. Hey, another uh My sister's better not Another another facility that is in this building is called the Discovery Center Museum. That's where all the kids went downstairs, right? Because the parking lot was packed today. Yeah, and it's uh, 300 hands-on exhibits. You know, I took my nieces and my nephew when they were small... Um, and they're all they're all in college now. But when they were small, they would spend a week or two weeks with Aunt Liz, mm-hmm. Aunt Liz and Uncle Brian, honey. And we were having fun. We called it Aunt Liz Camp because <laughs> we did something fun every single day. Every, I had I had things planned every single day. Like my girlfriend Jean Co, who is a phenomenal artist, and if you've never seen her stuff, you need to check it out. Um, Jean Co artist, and she came and taught them how to paint. So we were out on our back deck by the river, and they painted a little river scene. It was wonderful. So how many Uh kids? Three. Oh, that's so cool. Right. And my other girlfriend, Lori Estrada, is a a cook, (laughs) a baker, whatever. So she took my my niece, Jordan, who was all into baking at that point in time, and had a separate baking lesson with her. Whoa. Specifically, one-on-one. Wow. Yeah, wasn't that cool? Yeah. We've taken them to... Uh, the Rock Cut State Park and gone those paddle wheel boat yes. things yes. too around. It's we I, I took them to 
the Discovery Center. I took them to a place that grew emus. Hmm. That had emus. So they could see what an emu was, see how big the emu egg was. Yeah. You know, just different things. It took a, I, yeah. Just different things to expand their you horizons. Know, you know, lots of times it's not a money thing. No, 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 it's, no. It's a think of it to do. Because mm-hmm. the baking thing or the painting thing, you know, that may cost you 10 bucks in supplies. Mm-hmm. But... You know, if somebody's got the talent and they want to be able to pay it forward, oh my! It embeds it so deep in kids. Oh, and I got to tell you, my my niece Jordan just graduated college. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With a, a degree in in history and anthropology. Okay. You know, it's just amazing, and I'm I'm hoping that it's because I took her here to the Discovery Center and to the museum. Maybe it's because Jean Co was helping her out of paint because right. she's such a she's an artist. Either way, and she my, got the bug somewhere. Exactly, yeah. and I took my other niece, uh, Samantha, who is now in college and will be graduating, but she is an actress. But I took her wow. to the Starlight Theater, yeah, and introduced her to a number of people, and you know, and and got to show her stuff. I would love to have had her on stage, but I just didn't have the opportunity to do so. Uh, I took Eric and some of his uh, scout friends that he's known for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I took them to the Anderson Japanese Gardens, which you would not think a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old would care about the Japanese Gardens. Which we're going to go to in the springtime when it's nice. I could not pull these kids away from it. Really? Yes. And I says, guys, it's uh, it's starting to pour rain. We need to go. And they're sitting there feeding the koi fish and everything. So then we drove right down the street to the Nicholas Conservatory. Again, oh, sweet. more of an adult thing. Mm-hmm. You would never think that the kids would care, mm-hmm. but they were engulfed in it. And we went there when the larrakeets were there. Have you ever been there? Larrakeets are the birds? The little birds. The no, sc- I never have. The Listen, remember, screaming. I had a parrot, so I would have loved to have seen that. Well, they, they bring them back every year. Oh. Yeah. So they are screaming colors and they give you a little uh, container of nectar. So they come to you and they, you know, they want to be fed. Yeah. So it's perfect opportunities. And then we went to uh, Chen's. Do you remember Chen's when it was open down on North 2nd Street? Yes, I do. It was open for like 40, 48 years. We went there to eat. Love it. And then on the way back, taking them home, taking these two brothers home, we stopped and got Frosties at Wendy's. So, you know, we drop them off in the driveway. And I I know these kids because of our Boy Scout troop. So, you know, it's not like I never see them. I see them pretty much every week. Don't necessarily talk to them every week. And the younger one said, "Uh, I have got to thank you for what you did today. I said, it's no problem. I'm glad you had fun. He goes, no, for a different reason. Now, this kid is 10 years old. And he said, I have never been to a Japanese garden. Wow. I have never been to a conservatory. Uh-huh. I have never been to a Chinese restaurant. Really? And I said, please. Tell me you've had a Frosty. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. That's exactly what did I said. Did he say yes? He did. He, <laughs> goes, he looks at me with that look like, of course, I've had a Frosty. I go, Duh. well, yeah, but yes. you were on a roll Duh. there. Yeah. And you don't, I didn't know that going in yeah, right. at all. Right. I didn't do it for that reason, but it just so happens that it worked out really, really well. It's, I just love this. And, you know, and i got to tell you, this Discovery Center Museum is, it's a gem. It's a hidden gem in Rockford. And if you ever come to Rockford, Illinois, make this one of your big stops because your kids are going to love it. I mean, it was hands-on. Shoot, I, as the adult, loved it. I wanted to crawl well, through the tunnel. I wanted to do, I wanted and, to do everything that and, I, and I that's, couldn't. But and that's the magic. It. That's the magic. If they can make it interesting mm-hmm. to the parents and make it interactive with parents and kids, and you're playing with your kid, basically, right? 
now you've sold the whole family. And look, at, I just brought out this list. Look at, now this is a very, very recent list of all the awards that they have won. And it's anything from uh, TripAdvisor and the Tourism Bureau and stuff like that, that they recognize what they do. And it's 23,000 feet of go be nuts and oh learn my learn stuff along the way. So oh my that's, that's our commercial for everybody that's in the building here today at the Riverfront Museum Park in uh, Illinois. It's a 15,000 square foot multi-level science park featuring a dinosaur dig pit, a maze, water play area, which I'm sure is frozen right now, and a secret <laughs> garden discovery center. That's one of the top family attractions. Do you know that this is one of the top family attractions in northern Illinois? Mm-hmm. It really is. Yep. I find it fascinating. Yeah. I find it fascinating. So it's a cool place. People ask why I go to the Rockford Symphony Orchestra alone. Yeah, why do you go alone? I do. I, first of all, if I go and buy a ticket that day, uh-huh. I get a really good seat because I'm only buying one. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. they've got a hole, you know, that they got to fill. Yeah, right, okay. So when I went this last Saturday, I had fourth row tickets. Get out of here, serious? And it was the least expensive ticket tier available, but yet I was in the fourth row. Go figure that one, because I'm a single seat. And were there any other single seats beside you? I don't know, because when I go, I don't talk to anybody. Well, do you at least look around? No, I don't. You don't even look around? No, because I don't care. I don't care. Did you no. did you have to crawl over anybody to get to your seat? Yes, I did. Okay, did were there empty seats to put your coat on the next to you? <laughs> yes, there was. Okay, there was an open seat. So see now oh, that, wow. so see now that you put it that way, then I can answer the question. But and I don't mean to be rude because I'll tell you when I go to the Chicago concerts or uh, James Taylor or Foreigner or stuff like that, I'm yammering to everybody. But at the Rockford Symphony Orchestra, it is time for me to unplug and relax, and it's soothing. And granted, they're going to have some Beethoven and some Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky, yeah. Granted, they're going to have some Beethoven and Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. (laughs) It's because I played that. I played Tchaikovsky. So I was like, yeah, I know how to say that. Okay, I have no idea how I'm going to edit this. You don't have to. You're going to leave it right in there. So anyway, all of those people were playing, performing, yeah, or you, yeah. they were performed by the Rockford Symphony Orchestra. Yes. The best that I could explain it to people, do you remember Charles Emerson Winchester III on MASH? Uh, yes, I do. He's, Charles yes, Emerson Winchester yes. III. And he had his phonograph. Yeah, drove everybody else nuts, and he would crank it up, and he would and, pretend he was a conductor. And he would... Duck, yes, duck, and duck, that duck. was his escape. Yes. And that is exactly what I do with the Rockford Symphony Orchestra. I unplug, and nothing, nothing comes into my head when I'm at that orchestra. Do you pretend to... to no. Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I was wondering no. if you were going to be the conductor. No. No, 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 no. 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 And by the way, uh, we're going to tell you more about the Rockford Symphony in the in the couple episodes that we're going to have because we're going to be at one of their rehearsals yes. in the Coronado Theater. But I want to tease it a little bit in that they are auditioning for a new musical director because Stephen Larson has been here 30-some years. And he was wonderful. Yeah, and now they've got nine people as applicants. And I have to tell you, when Tim first told me that he was going to the RSO because they're auditioning this guy, and they've got nine different concerts that he has to play. They have to play. 
He didn't say there were nine different people. So I'm thinking to myself, did I leave that oh out? Oh my God. <laughs> this guy has got to go through nine different concerts before they approve him. Yeah. 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 So then when I come here, I'm like, oh, look at all these people. Oh, yeah, well, oh I yeah, get it now. One, one each. One each. One yeah, each. But it. it will take a year. Isn't that crazy? You think about that. It'll take a year. That's crazy. Yeah, because they take the summer off, and then you've got one per month, mm-hmm. and do the quick math. You know, it's it's going to take a year before they get somebody. Oh, that's so funny. But if there's any indication about how this is going to go, first applicant was amazing. Well, then you know oh, we're going to have amazing people that yeah. want to come in here and do this, too. I've got a three-by-five card for you. Oh, you got one for me. Okay, I go do. for it. If something is on your finger okay, and you don't have a napkin, okay. where do you wipe it? My pants. Where about on your pants? My thigh right there. You do on your thigh. I do. Wow. Depends upon, well, it depends upon what it is, too. Oh, you just read my mind. Oh, okay. It depends on what it is. Yeah. Okay, so, like, right now, because I had I had stitches in my middle finger, and mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of numb there, mm-hmm. but it kind of, I feel like there's something on it, and I keep rubbing it like this all the time. Like oozy or no, scabby? Like, no, 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 feel it. It's, it's fine. It's like I... Now I get to like feel a, it. Yay. Like a, oh. the, choice, the choices... <laughs> The choices are oozy and scabby. And she goes, here, it's feel not. it. My you, finger, you. It's, it's healed, but my fingertip feels numb. It's yeah. like, Here, you, know, you choose what. Oh. It's like I can, yeah. you know, like a yeah. scar feels. Yeah. But it's numb all the way around it. So I, I'm constantly doing this. It's tingling <clears throat> underneath the skin. But it's not like you got a great big goober on yourself. Oh, God, no. No, but what if you did? I would. I wipe mine right here. On, oh, my God, on your pants? On, on your side? No, 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 no. On the back of my calf. On my oh jeans, my on the back of my calf, because nobody sees it. So if I've got ketchup, for the sake of argument, okay, and I have no napkin, nobody looks at the back of my calf. But if I wipe it on my thigh or I wipe it on my chest or something like that, then obviously somebody's going to say, well, what what you do right there? But nobody sees it back there, so it's a hidden thing until I get... Until well, I, I get got home. ketchup on my finger, I'm going to lick my finger. Well, ketchup. You know, or mustard. S- I'm going to lick my finger, and then I'm going to wipe it on my thigh. I said ketchup because it's red. Okay, so if you have a black magic marker on your finger, and you're going to try to get it off, where do you do You do it on the back of your thigh, too? Uh, no. See, back of my back calf. Of calf. Back of my calf. See, and I'm on my thighs, so my jeans are always right here. See, right I, don't, here. I don't do it on the back of my thighs, either, because no, then... the front of the thigh. No, I understand, okay. because then you end up sitting in it. Well, but I guess, it's dry. Yeah, but I have... I have Apparently, I have nastier <laughs> stuff unexpectedly on my fingers than you ever do. I mean, here you're. Well, t- you got your snot through your nose. You wipe it on your hand uh, and right up your sleeve. You know, like kind of like that. Yeah, Liz, just like that. Oh, I don't do that. Just either. like that. Here's a side note: if somebody okay. has something on them, mm-hmm. how quickly do you tell them? Right and away. Do you really? I do. And do you say, I think you've got a, do you try to guess at, or you just go, hey, I, you got something? I go, you got something on your nose, or I think you got ketchup or something on your chin, or okay. so, you need to wipe your nose. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell you. Here's, here's what people have said. Okay. They say, now this is, we've talked about this before. Right, right. They, right. they say, it depends on who it is. Oh, please. Because if it's that person in the party that you're just not particularly fond of, then let it go. Let Toilet that, paper on her shoe? Yes. She can walk yes. around all day long. Let that booger dance yeah. all over her face for the entire no, night. I couldn't do that. I yeah. just couldn't do that. 
I couldn't do that. Even if I didn't like the person, I, I really? couldn't do that. No. Nope. I don't know. See, nope. you, you hang around nicer people than I do. I <laughs> you never really. You need to hang around me more so you become nicer. Uh, what do you think we're doing? <laughs> this is why we're doing this. This is not because I'm finally. Fin- <laughs> this is not because I'm finally. I can't even speak today. Have I, another drink, I am, honey. I am Have halfway through my Moscato. All right, let me try this again. This is not because I'm mildly fond of you. This is because we... I'm finally mond of you. <laughs> this That's is, what he was trying to say. This is because we get to do stuff. I know. We do. We do, and I love it. And you know, I think you know how the conversation came to a screeching halt right there? <laughs> wow. Hey, are we going to golf? Golf? Like outside golf or miniature mm. golf? Well... Any, I can do miniature golf. Well, they have virtual golf too. Oh, I know that. I tried that once. I'm okay. So I got to tell you this. My husband is a wonderful golfer. See, I'm not. Oh, that's Brian why. Golf. That's why Brian I'm asking. So good. And his brother David, he is amazing. He's he could golf every single day. David should be a golf pro, as really? far as I'm concerned. That's far as that's me, as really? far as I'm concerned. But when I first got engaged to Brian, I thought, you know what? I want to do something that he likes to do. Yes. You know, you want to try to do something, find something. I took lessons from his uncle. Oh, so you were going to be all I was in. Gonna, I was, I'm going all in. I'm marrying oh. this guy. I'm going to be all in. Wow. So I love him to death, but I could not do it. I kept <laughs> digging divots. I would hit the damn ground instead of the ball and jar my arm and jar my elbow all the way up. And I thought, you know what? I am not having fun. I am not liking this. No. So I don't <laughs> golf. But we did a thing with some friends where we went to um, Holden Beach and we rented a house. And then it was a golfing trip. So they'd go golfing. Oh. Well, I did it. I went with Brian a couple times. I'd stay in the golf cart and I'd look at all the gardens and the landscaping and love it. And I'd go get the drinks for him. I'd be there bird drink girl and then i decided you know enough is enough you guys go i'm gonna stay home and i'll fix dinner so i have dinner ready for when you guys are back i'll cook the steak Ideal. i'll have the shrimp and the hors d'oeuvres and the appetizers and ready to go no big deal yep but i do not want to golf but we had a virtual golf day or meeting whatever in byron illinois which i think is where we ought to probably try to see if we can go there virtual you mean by the virtual. electronic screen thing well, the going? screen is there you're golfing and the ball goes all the way out to these big round circles, but you see it on the screen. Oh, like how top, far it goes. like Top Golf. I'd have never done Top Golf, so oh, I don't know what that's golf like. Top Golf is incredible. Okay, it, it really but, is. But I'm like, okay, you know, this this is not fun for me. I don't want to see how far it goes. Give me something else. Like, okay, so one of these games was a fish. <laughs> it's just like it's just like when you go to Vegas. <laughs> so we're doing this game where you're hitting it, and the ball is like, oh, it's gonna go get a shark. It got a shark. Yes, I got a shark. Or oh, it just got a gol- goldfish. It this go is like far. golf slot machines. It's like golf slot machines, but you're oh, golfing. Come but on. See, and this is the kind of thing I like. I like the slot machines that entertain me. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes, that's true. That's true. So I like the golf things that entertain me. In the future now, we could do (laughs) regular golf, which is probably not going to happen. Nope. Because. Not unless you want me to be the ball. I mean, the. Well. The, the drink girl. The yeah, or the caddy. You or could, the caddy. I could be the caddy. Yeah, you could carry. Don't ask me which club to get you. You can. I tell you can carry my crap for me. I could do I'll that. Let you do I that. do that anyway. But okay. I've golfed. I've golfed twi- twice. Why? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I feel like I'm having a stroke. I have golfed. I've golfed. I've golfed twice. Okay. One was here in Rockford, Alpine Hills, before it turned into a snow park. 
that's and, cool. and the zip lines. Oh, you know, we it was a golf zip line thing too. We will. Okay. And it was it was a golf course. Okay. And they did some kind of a fundraiser thing where it was at night and the balls were glow in the dark. Oh, now see, okay. I sponsored a bunch of that stuff as a radio station. We did that. The right. Glow in the so dark see, you stuff. don't have to be good. You just okay. need to knock it down the road. And All I've right. done that with people, you know, with Brian, with the foursome, yeah. and it's just a fun thing. Yeah, just knock that's it okay. You can go. The other thing is my brother-in-law said, let's go golfing. Well, of course, he's going to say that because oh, he's, a, he's golfer. a golfer. He's got other people, and yeah. he's in Arizona. He gets to practice more oh. than most people. And I go out there, and it's just a complete train wreck. And I just had no desire to, uh-huh. to do it again. Why Have did you, you say yes then? Well, because I mean, we were looking for something to do in Arizona. Oh, gotcha. You know, okay. I mean, they take me and let me do a lot of different things. So who am I to say no? Because that may be the next best favorite thing that I have. Okay. Oh, but so you'd never done it before. Gotcha. No, okay. no. But it, it didn't turn out to be that way. <laughs> did you ever hear? <laughs> did you ever hear Robin Williams describe how the Scottish invented golf? No, I never have. Oh man, he said after a couple of Guinness. They go, hey, I've got a new game. Let's take the smallest ball. Let's take the very smallest ball in sports and let's give it dimples. And make dimples. it look, yeah, make it look like it's sick. And <laughs> then we will hit it into gopher holes. And the the other guy that's with him that's listening to this invention of this new game says, Oh, like croquet. No, it's not like croquet. It's croquet is much dimples. much more difficult than croquet. He says, we're going to use sticks, and we're going to put it in these little ball into gopher holes with a stick. And he goes, well, you mean like a pool cue? And he goes, no, no, we're going to break the stick, and it'll be odd and very hard for you to do. So he goes, okay, all right. You know, it's going to be like right over there. And Robin goes, no, it's going to be hundreds of yards away and now we're going to put sandboxes and little lakes <laughs> and we're going to put trees and bushes in the way to make it more challenging for you and every time you hit and you miss or you hit and you and you knock it down the thing a little bit further we're going to call it a stroke because every time you hit it you're going to feel like you're going to die <laughs> so he goes on he goes and then and then when you get up there it's a very nice flat piece of lawn with a little flag, and it gives you hope that you think you'll be able to get it into the gopher hole. And the guy goes, oh, well, you know, this sounds like a pretty nice game, even though it's far away. You're only going to go do what? And he goes, no, we're going to do 18 of them. Oh, God, I about peed my pants. It was like Andy Griffith talking about baseball to a foreigner. People that just don't know anything about the sport, and they try to explain it. But Robin took the invention of it, like, oh, here's a great idea. And you go, no, no, on paper, it sucks. Oh, this man, that man was brilliant. He was brilliant. Robin Williams. Bless your soul. (laughs) He could take take anything. And just go with it. You could say, here is a dead cockroach. And boom. And boom, he's off. off he's off you on go. it. Hilarious. Oh, I just love it. I can't remember <laughs> what's the name of the movie that Robin Williams was in with the the red nose. He was a doctor. He had a red nose. Uh Patches. Patch yeah. Uh, yeah, Patch. Patch. Is that what it's called? Patch? Well, he was Patch. Um, I forgot the name of that. I can't remember the movie. Oh, oh powerful was, movie. Yes. That and Mrs. Doubtfire was one of my favorites also. Yeah. yeah. Loved that. Did you ever see uh, Good Morning Vietnam? I never did. No? I, just that one section was where he always goes, good morning, <laughs> Vietnam. That's Very the only part good. I ever know. Did I wow. do that pretty good? Yes, you did. That's because I've seen that section over and over again, but I never saw the whole movie. How about Goodwill Hunting? Never saw that. No. How about that creepy one where he was the camera 
developing store guy. He was if like it's a, a creepy one. Nope, I never yeah, saw. He was it. Like Horror a, shows are not for he me. He was like a psycho guy. Nope. Did you ever see him in Jumanji? <gasps> Jumanji, I forgot about that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Did you ever see Popeye? Um, that was sort of dead on arrival. I don't think I did. Yeah, well, that's probably a really well, good thing. Because it was thing. dead on arrival. Yeah. I remember seeing. I remember seeing the outtakes. You know, in the movie theaters, and they're they're showing all that stuff. I love those previews. I love the previews when you go to the movies. Here is that gold coin that I have in the back of my pocket okay. when I talk about movies to okay. people, and this happens to be a Robin Williams movie. Oh, fun! Okay. Because most people have not seen it. Right. And it's called August Rush. I love that movie. Oh my God! Love, love, you, love, 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 love. You love are the very, that movie. very few people that have said, "Sure, oh. I've seen that movie." It was fascinating. It's musical everywhere. Well, that's perfect for this, Tim. Is that why you brought that <laughs> no, up? No, not it's at all. Perfect for this because it's you've got to check that out. August Rush, everyone. If you've not seen it, check it out. It is wonderful. Mm-hmm. This little boy hears music and everything. Yeah. Everything. And now, when you go outside, you're going to hear music. You're going to hear the Mm -hmm. sounds. You're going to hear the wind makes the music. The the clinking of the, you know, the lights. This is music. It's just amazing. Yes. It's a really good movie. It it was a huge sleeper. Oh, it was a wonderful show, though. Well, I'm glad you saw it. I did. I love it. I'm glad you saw it. it. So you don't have any homework from this point forward. Because if you hadn't seen it, I'd say I'd need to lend you the CD and you need to see this movie. No, but what I do need to do is see that Robin Williams funny thing. Oh, so it's we've got to find that. It's on YouTube. And okay. if you put, and, and there are two versions of it. Oh, boy. There is a stand-up version, okay. which is really raunchy. But then there's another version of it that where he's on a talk show of some sort. So if you go on YouTube and you put Robin Williams invent golf, it'll pop right up. Well, there you go. There's your homework, everybody. There you go. There you go. That's it you for get me. A, you get a visual aid. Are you almost done? I believe it or not, I am. I've been sucking it down while you've you. been talking. I'll tell you. <laughs> you would have thought that mine was done maybe about 30 minutes <laughs> know, ago. Because right? I couldn't speak. What was my problem? I don't know, Tim, am but I, I have to ask you. If, am I overheated? Okay, so you just keep on talking because I'm going to see if you can remember what I taught you. Remember what I taught you? Yeah. You want me to come over there with you? Yes. All right. I remember it. I remember it. But you realize this is a cup of Moscato later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was just wondering so we if have... you could kind of hear it, but I didn't know if you could hear it or not. Yeah, we have problems. All right. Well, I don't know if this is going to work or not, but we're going to give it a shot. And on that note, we're going to end up saying bye-bye. Until the next time, we are Liz and Tim. Life's three by fives. Thanks again for listening. Okay, let's give it a go. Okay. And the finale. Give now it. we have a recital, everybody. This is it. Liz Wilder and Tim Larson together. One, two, three. <laughs> that is as good as it's going to get. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm jealous. But you can do that. Thank you for joining Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. If you'd like to offer a conversation topic suggestion or contribute to the tip jar in support of this podcast, visit lifes3x5s.com. In the meantime, watch our Facebook page for more reasons to join us at another remote location for more unscripted stories on Life's 3x5s.